to number 25. I shouted and, and made man have myself a time this week. And so I, I'm just trusting the Lord's going to give me the voice and the mental capability to just weed out what I don't need to say and what I do need to say. Look with me, if you will, stand all over the house of God as you open your King James Bible. Let's look in the book of Deuteronomy, chapter number 25, and we're going to read just a few verses there, verses 13 through 16. Deuteronomy 25, if you're in your place, could you say amen? amen. Verse number 13. Thou shalt not have in thy bag divers weights, great and small. Let, let, let me read that again. Thou shalt not have in thy bag diverse weights, comma, let me explain, the Spirit of God recorded, a great and a small. Thou shalt not have in thine house diverse measures, a great and a small. But thou shalt have a perfect and a just weight a perfect and a just measure shalt thou have, that thy days may be lengthened in the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. For all that do such things and all that do unrighteously are an abomination unto the Lord thy God. In the latter verses, he refers them back to that that descendant of Esau, that type of the flesh. And he said, you're my people. Spiritual people shouldn't act like fleshly people. Amalek, uh, the, I believe grand, grandson, the descendant of Esau, is a type of those who feel the flesh. The flesh rules them. He sold his birthright for, for some pottage. I mean, the Amalekites are a picture of the flesh. We're going to war with Amalekites. And y'all remember the story, fresh out of Egypt, came across the dry ground of grace. Hey, man, the waters would have never been parted if it hadn't been for the wind of the Holy Ghost making a way. Hey, man, came out by the blood, get up on the other side, first song that sung. Hey, man, my God's a man of war and nobody can whoop him. Hey, man. Uh, then they get up on the other side and see them Egyptian bodies washing up and, and they get to mumbling about thirsty and God gives them water out of a rock uh, and the first thing they hit is, is Rephidim, uh, that low place, that valley place. The first battle is with Amalek and as soon as you get saved, you're going to have a fight with your flesh. It's going to want to do the things it used to do. It's going. I, I, I preached a message one time on having manna in the mouth and onions on the mind. I mean, how could they eat manna and want what they used to have? They forgotten how wicked it was back in Egypt. But they fresh out of Egypt and they fight in a battle in the flesh against the flesh and the only victory they have is hallelujah for the power of God. Amen for a man of God that lift the rod of God. Thank God for some folks that will back the man of God. Amen and stand on each side and thank God for the rock he's resting on and it's a picture of Calvary. His hands was lifted by other people and looking to Calvary we can have victory over the flesh and we're going to battle with it every day. We're going to wrestle with it in our mind. In our body. Are y'all with me? This is what they're facing. They're, they're 
having a deal with these Amalekites. And the Lord says, my people, my chosen, my special, the ones I brought out of Egypt through the blood, through the wind, through the grace, through faith, y'all don't act like the Amalekites. Don't be abominable. Don't do unrighteous. Act like you my people. And he's putting a difference between them. Let's pray. Father, we love you today. Pray you'd help me to preach what you'd have me to preach and bring glory and honor to your worthy and holy name. We'll love you and thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You can be seated. I want to do my best to take time tonight, try to get in that gear. In the book of Leviticus, you don't have to turn there, but in chapter 19 and in verse 35 and 36, there is a, a um, comparable text. Here's what it says. Ye shall do no unrighteousness in judgment in meat yard in weight or in measure, just balances, just weights, a just, just infa, and a just hen shall ye have. I am the Lord your God which brought you out of the land of Egypt. Now, I want you to notice the reason I, I quoted that text to you. You can look it up later. In Deuteronomy, here's what it says. It's, it's more personal. In Deuteronomy, it says, thou. Notice what it said. I mean, that's the verse it said in verse number 13. Thou shall not have. That word there, thou, is the second person singular. That's personal. That gets down in your road, Brother Scott, and in my road. When you get to Leviticus, it uses what they call second person plural. It uses this word ye. And so it's, it's, a, it's not only for us generally, but it's uh, for us specifically. He don't want us as his people collectively or individually, families or individual Christians, to have different ways to measure, amen, or weigh out truth. Would you say amen right there? Now, this is what I call one of the other commandments. Here's what I mean by that. When we think about the Ten Commandments, this don't even play into our mind. Y'all remember that great text, Brother Brian McBride preached here in one jubilee, and he preached that smallest commandment. If a dam be sitting on a, on a nest and, and has eggs, then you can either have the dam or you can have the eggs, but you can't have them both. And it shows the restraint of man by God. And so that is depictive of the sovereignty of God and, and, and the depravity of man and salvation provided by our Ain't you glad? Amen. He's gathered us under his wings. Amen. But, but there's other ones in there. And, I, and this is one of them. I'll get back to it. Remember the, that one in Deuteronomy 22.8, there's battlements around the top of your house. Now, now, here's why I'm taking the time to lay this groundwork. Specifically, collectively, God has said, I do not want you to have different bags, different diverse weights, a great and a small. I do not want you to have diverse measures a great and a small. You say, what's the New Testament? Well, 1 Thessalonians 4, 6 says that no man go beyond and defraud his brother in any matter. We don't want to defraud the picture of the depravity of man, the sovereignty, the salvation provided by God. We don't want to, I believe these other commandments, 
if we don't, if we're not careful, if we don't keep them, we're defrauding our brother. Battlements around the top of your house. That's one of them other commandments. When thou biddest a house, thou, a new house, thou shalt make a battlement for thy roof, thou, that thou bring not blood upon thine house, if any man fraud from thy house. Uh, well, why did God say that? That's one of them other commandments. Because it defrauds uh, your, your invitees or those that you're being hospitable. It defrauds them of safety. God wants us uh, to provide a safe environment. Amen. Down at the house of God in our house. Uh, commanded, then we're commanded, y'all remember, uh, not to move the ancient landmarks. Well, that, that's defrauding soil that belongs because you and I know if we're going to move uh, the boundaries of our land, we're not going to move it to decrease our land. We're going to move it to increase our land. And so don't defraud, don't defraud soil. And, and then there's uh, that little, I call it turning the blind eye. That, that's a great story. You need to look it up on the internet. 1801 Battle of Copenhagen. That'll blow your mind. Hey man, that when we get that saying, turn a blind eye. And Deuteronomy 22, it gives you that another place where it talks about not, de, not defrauding the witness that would save or be, be necessary to be a saving truth to your neighbor. Yeah, and let, let me just take a little bit of time. 1801, uh, they was a commander. I, I think he was English. I, I can't remember all the, all the ins and outs of the story. I preached on it one time. But that saying, turn a blind eye. There was a signal given. And the signal said, hey, I think he's signaling. Look in your telescope. He's signaling for us to surrender. So he put the telescope so he wouldn't disobey an order to his patched eye. And he said, I don't see no signal to surrender. And because, <laughs> hey man, I like a captain like that, hey man. And because he didn't surrender, they won the fight. Are y'all with me today? Hey, don't, oh, great God, the world would love to say, it looks like the devil's gaining ground. I'm gonna tell you, give us sure witness. Give us saving witness. I'm telling the church ain't going down. It's a going up, say amen. Horn's going to toot and we're going to scoot. And all God's people say it. Amen. Amen. There, then, there, then there's one. Y'all remember this one. Then there's one that commands us. These, one of these other commandments. I, I didn't even write down where it was. There's one of these other commandments about not cutting down trees to use as battling rams or to use to besiege a city. It, it's, it's telling us uh, not to cut down trees. Well, Why? Well, first of all, <laughs> I got it made in the shade. <laughs> Amen. But hey, man, I think, and you say, preacher, you're looking into it too much. Well, hey, Brother Sattler's fault. He said, if you don't find a cross in Jesus on every page, you ain't looking deep enough. Here's what I think. We're not making enough of the tree. <laughs> Say amen right there. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. These laws were given to God's people to keep them honest, to keep them from defrauding one another. 
We are going to defraud this world of the truth, the saving truth that Jesus died for all sinners to be saved. We're going to, we're going to defraud this world of the truth that when they come into the family of God, they are safe from the judgment fires of hell. Amen. We're going to defraud these people out here that we as the people of God are being witnesses to if we are not fulfilling these spiritual applied laws in our life. Now, in the context of the scripture, as I said, is talking about Amalek. There should be a difference if you read the latter part of chapter 25. He goes on to say, remember what Amalek did unto thee by the way. So there's a difference. You, you, the, as the people of God, spiritual people, we should not act like fleshly people. There should be a difference between the spiritual minded and the carnal mind. And there is, according to Romans chapter number 8. Now, here's what I want to say dealing with this particular. We are robbing or defrauding our brother and our fellow, our fellow Christian, our brother and sister in the Lord, and our witness to the lost, dying sinner, and to the glory and honor of our Savior, if we do not hold the standard that God has made. By way of illustration, let, let me explain. Does everybody know what these are? I like to hear somebody say it real loud. It starts with a why. What are they? What are they? Brother Dwayne pointed out, they're not going to make them no more. Nothing's absolute no more. That's where we're living at. Miss Rhonda had a lady come in the bookstore today. She said in Vermont, in public schools, they don't have the standard. They don't understand. The world doesn't give our standards. We don't measure how we weigh things out. We don't measure. The world does not give us our measuring instruments to the standard of, hey man, how a Christian is supposed to act commercially and spiritually and literally with his brother and with the blessed Redeemer. Would y'all say amen? In Vermont, guess what they have in the bathrooms? They've got litter boxes. If you don't identify as male or female, you can identify as a Furby if you want to. Use your litter box. Y'all look up here at your preacher. I can't make this up. Am I right, Miss Rhonda? Okay. What is this right here again? Say it one more time. There wasn't a large difference. I'm going to get to it in a minute. Y'all said this is a yardstick. But neither one of them is correct. I cut an inch off of this one. And I added an inch to this one. Are y'all with me? Everybody knew that was a yardstick. Just by looking at it. But when you manipulate the measurement. I know this is. But for illustration. When you don't measure correctly, when you don't weigh things out correctly, it, you can't, you can't, it would, y'all would have recognized it if I cut six inches off. But by just changing it a little, are y'all with me? The, de- the devil don't even want an on and off switch. He wants a dimmer switch. He wants you to get so used to the dark that you don't even realize how dark it is till it's too late and you're sitting in the dark. 
Hey, man, young people, y'all look up here at your preacher. I don't care what they say down there at the schoolhouse. If it's against what your preacher preach, against what your mom and daddy teach, you report in and you say, hey, preacher, I got something I want to ask you about and we'll clarify the next service. I won't be ashamed to do it. Neither will your mom and daddy say amen. Amen. There is a, there is a law in our text tonight concerning the standard. The fixed weight and the measurement was kept by the men of God down at the house of God. The standard was kept in the house of God. All the, the standard of everyday interaction, the standard, the standardization of how we interact with men, how we buy, how we sell, everything that we do, according to Leviticus, you shall not, you shall do no unrighteousness in judgment, in meat yard or in weight. You shall have just balances and just weights. Deuteronomy says, hey, it's more, it's more uh, personal. I, I'm getting specific. I'm drawing a circle, putting you in the middle. I want you to make sure you know I'm talking to you individually. I don't want that. Thou shalt not. Are y'all with me? Don't have different, hey, depending on the crowd and how you want it to come out in your bank account will depend on which one you use. Are y'all with me? They always use the one that benefited them, whether it was selling or buying. Are y'all with me today? There was a law concerning the standard. The true standard was to be held down at the house of God. It was to be maintained at the house of God. They, in fact, they would be commerce traded and they would have to go down there to the house of God to make sure it met. Now there's a law concerning the copying of the standard. In Deuteronomy chapter 25 and verse number 13, it says again, thou shalt not have in thy bag diverse weight. Verse 14, thou shalt not have in thy house diverse measures. But what, what shall you have? A perfect and a just weight. A perfect and a just measure. There should be no deviation from the standard in your bag or in your amen preacher. In your personal house are you on your person the bag in your house there should be no difference at the house than there is at the church house. Y'all know I'm right. Amen. Amen. There's a, if there's any deviation, if somebody even thought they were being cheated, they would take it down there, show up down there at the house of God, man of God, take it, measure it out, take heed unto thyself and unto the doctrine, continue in them. For in doing this, thou shalt both say, hey, continue to compare yourself to the standard of the scripture. Don't try to change the scripture. Change yourself to line up with scripture and doing this and you'll save yourself a whole lot of heartache and you'll save everybody that hears you and your influence will be powerful instead of pitiful. Say amen. Amen. They said, we ought to be burning. We ought to be a bright and shining light as dark as it gets. We ought to be on fire, Brother Doug. And there's a lot of Christians ain't got enough fire to light up. Uh, amen. A lightning bug. Uh, and we, hey, God, help us. I'm uh, trying to stay in teaching gear. Y'all help me out tonight. Are y'all with me? I'm telling you, we ought to have some fire. About, but we've been so long in the mud. All we do is sput and sputter, put off smoke. God, help us to get cleaned off and measure our life and our home to the standard down at the house of God. I believe that's right. I don't believe I'm making it up. Look with me in verse 13. Let's walk through the text. Trying to lay the groundwork. Notice with me in verse 13. This was a forbidden measurement. God wants honesty. 
Notice what he said. Thou shalt not have, Brother Doug. The Bible doesn't say, the text does not say. Let me make sure King James Bible ain't changed. Yep, thou shalt not have. It doesn't say, Brother Bailey, thou shalt not use. It says you shall not have. See, if you got one, you might be tempted to use it. The Lord don't even want you to have it. There's a lot of stuff needs to be put in the burn barrel before we meet back on Sunday morning. And all God's people might as well say amen. Amen, that's exactly right. Amen, preacher. You talk about revival when you can get rid of some stuff you shouldn't even have. Well, I don't use it no more. I'm keeping it for memorial sake. You need, don't, don't have it. Thou must not only not use them, thou shalt not have them. Don't have them, watch this, in your bag. Don't have them in your house. You say, preacher, I, I believe I can handle it. No, the Bible said it was forbidden measurement. He wants honesty. God wants honesty in his people. There should be a difference between God's people and the Amalekites. Now, let, let's move on. Look at verse 14. This was not only a forbidden measurement. This was a smidgen measurement. It's to promote humility. See, God held the standard by the man of God at the house of God. He said, you should not have a great and a small. I showed you in the measuring stick, I only cut off, a, I only cut off an inch. And I only added an inch. The greater weight of measurement was used for buying. You ain't giving me as much as you think, so I only have to pay you this much. The, the, the shorter one is, is used for selling. I'm giving you a whole lot more. Give me a whole lot more money. Are y'all with me? Well, when I'm out there at the house, you know, down at my neighbor's house, you know, you be an old preacher. You get real spiritual. When they start out, always makes me nervous when you're around rednecks and they start out with, watch this, or they end up with, watch this, and they start out with, well, preacher. <laughs> what they're saying is, I know what the Bible says, and I know what you preach, but you know it's 2022. And watch this, I'm going to do what I want to do. Amen. Amen. I'm telling you what. I remember being lost. I said watch this when I tried to jump that gully. Amen. Yeah, that didn't go out good. Are y'all listening? It ain't going to end up good for you personally. It's not going to end up good for your family. Your kids are watching you. They know how you're measuring things when people's around at the house of God. But it ought to be the same when you're by yourself. And it ought to be the same when you're down. Amen. When you're back there at the family. Boy, I feel like being one of my teachers now. Amen. Are, are, are y'all with me? It's a smidgen measurement. Just a little bit. A little sin won't hurt, preacher. Just a little bit of trouble. That's taken. That's taken if just coveting. Just wanting a little. Just one garment. Just Come on, preacher. Just one garment of the world. A Babylonian garment. That's different from a godly garment, from a Jewish garment. Is everybody with me? Amen. Why, well, I just want one pair of breeches. <laughs> Preach on, preacher. Amen. Anyway, let me move on because that's going over like a lead balloon, but it's still true. Somebody say amen. amen. Preach, preacher. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Thank you, brother. Just a little bit of sin won't hurt. 
I just, I like, I like holding his hand when ain't nobody looking. I like getting a little sugar once in a while. But a little kiss, a little kissing and a little touching leads to a lot of touching and leads to a mess. Are y'all listening to this preacher? Hey man, don't, hey, you might think, well, just a little bit of, just a little bit of stealing from God. The silver and gold was God. He wasn't supposed to have that wedge of gold. He wasn't supposed to have that silver. That was God's. He stole from God. Well, just robbing God of a little bit of tithe. I'm not paying my tithe just a few months. God knows I got bills. I know. And I'm going to tell you, you putting your money in bags, it's got holes in it. Anytime you rob God, you are robbing from yourself. The way to financial prosperity is giving it to God. Amen. It's a forbidden measurement. It's a smidgen measurement. Someone suspects that they're being cheated. All they got to do is go down to the house of God. Let's hear what the man of God said. Let's say, pull out the scriptures. Show me the just weight. Show me the just measurement. It was a hidden measurement. See, God just didn't want humility. God just didn't want honesty. God wants holiness. It's, it's that hidden. He said, I don't want it in your bag. I don't want it in your house. And the book of Ruth, I, I got to thinking about the book of Ruth. And Ruth couldn't, she couldn't hide her past. And when she showed up in the field, here's what Boaz says. Who's damsel? Who, who does she belong to? Hey, where'd she come from? Everybody knew she was Ruth the Moabitess. They knew she was a widow. How did this widow go to become a wife? How did she go from the field to be a part of the family? How did she go from weeping to worshiping? How did, she, how did all that happen? Well, I'll tell you what happened. While everybody else was out at the party and having herself a festival, she was laying at his feet. Amen. And when she had a pile of corn sitting right by him and his hunger pains was going on, all she kept more than I care about food. I want to stay at his feet. More than I want to be out there with my friends, I want to be at his feet. More than I want what was when I was a foreigner, when I wanted to behave, man, I want to get at his feet. And little did she know, she was going to drag back a hundred pounds or more. Hey, man of goody back home with her. Hey, church, can I say today, it'll pay to get some things right at his feet. Go to him. He'll tell you if it's right. Amen. Amen. Say, preacher, what are you saying? I'm saying we got to go to what the book says. We got to get our standard for the way of living. We got to measure things out based upon the Bible. Now, here, here, let me get, that's all introduction. I got to get to the message. <laughs> okay. Preacher, that's Old Testament. That's, how does that apply to me? Okay. Well, I've tried to already tell you, but let me just say this. There's some of us sitting here in here today, if we'll be honest, we measure ourselves a little bit. Okay, how you see yourself is not true. That's personal. How others see you, that's public. I'm not sure that's right. But how God sees you, that's right. Are, are y'all with me? You said, preacher, I don't believe that. Show me the Bible. Okay. Gideon's down there, scared to death, threshing wheat behind the wall. And the Lord says, hey, go down there and tell him, thou mighty man of valor. Gideon said, where's he at? Boy, I'd like to meet him. He saw something in Gideon that Gideon didn't see. 
And God sees something in some of y'all that you don't even see. Are y'all listening? Amen, great God. I tell you what we need to do, look under the hills from which cometh our help. We need to get acquainted with this Bible. We need to stay on our face, get prayed up, emptied out, and then filled up with the Holy Ghost. What we need is God to rule and reign and dictate in our life what's right measurement and what's right weight. Amen. There is a Christian that constantly measures on others. The only way you can do that is outwardly. Young people, young girls will measure themselves by other girls. They'll measure themselves on what that girl is married younger. And I'm still, and that breaks my heart, Brother Scott. They'll get to thinking something's wrong with them. No. There ain't nothing wrong with you, young lady. You listen to me. You're just waiting on God to bring you the right person. Has everything right about that? And they'll measure themselves. And if you watch it, some of them old bitty long-tongued women, they, and me and both, amen, they'll get to chiming in and say, well, you must have some sin in your life. Hey, something must not be right. And what they're doing is they're measuring outwardly. They're measuring themselves on others. Don't measure yourself. God don't have a cookie cutter. Hey, man, that God believes in original. And then when he has his people, he wants us to reproduce after our kind and reproduce after Say amen. We don't need Methodist preachers coming to get independent Baptist women. Amen. God help us. God don't make preachers. Preachers do the same thing. It ain't just young people. Mamas and daddies, they do the same thing. Well, you know, I must be missing it. I ain't doing something right. Man, all we do is struggle. And I, I mean, we barely make ends meet. We're living from paycheck to paycheck. We got more month than we do money. And I, I don't know, man, I don't understand. Hey, don't measure, don't, hey, this is as close to hell as you'll ever get. <laughs> Woo! Hey, man, Wells Fargo, don't hold the note on that mansion over yonder. Somebody help me. It ain't no cabin on the outskirts. You can have that. I'm thankful we got a mansion on the other side. And I ain't got no room in IVs. Amen. I got a mansion on the other side. Bought and paid for. And don't believe for a minute that you send it up to before. Amen. Help us, Lord. It's God that made that thing. Are y'all with me? Don't compare yourself. Hey, young people, I, I got to hurry along. I, man, I was going to have this big laundry list. Just don't compare yourself others that's outwardly that's that's a false measurement young Christians Christians there's a lot of Christians that measure on others young girls young boys amen jobs gifts talents Amen. Pastor, preachers, we do that too. Amen. We've all got different methods. We've got different, we got the same message. Amen. I got the same master. Say amen. Amen. I, I like I like youth groups. I like uh, I like revivals. I like youth revivals. Hey man, I don't know why we really got youth revivals. Don't have senior revivals. I think we all just have all revivals. Hey? But I, I like revivals. I like being around them. But I've watched this. I've watched this. If you don't watch it, I, I mean, hey man, God help us. Some of young people will go to compare your their youth group to somebody else's youth group, and they'll feel like, man, I need to jump churches. No, you don't need to jump churches. You just need to thank God and pray that God will build your youth group. Hey, man, somebody say amen. We're all different, is what I'm saying. And if you compare, you measure yourself to others, that's outwardly. Would y'all say amen? Brother Chad Bailey is 
I was looking over notes that I took of his message. I really wanted to preach it and not tell nobody that I stole it from him. But I can't preach it like he preaches it. And so I asked him to come preach it here that on guarding your heart. That's a message God birthed in him. And, and, and church, hey, Brother Jared and uh, Brother, Brother Childs, hey, man, Brother Elijah, Ch Brother Frank, and Brother Dale's not here, and any other men of God that I've overlooked, hey, somebody might be outside. Y'all look up here. We ain't none of us the same. We, we, might, we might have some characteristics because we've been, hey, hey, we've been brought up around each other. We ought to be some, there ought to be some duplicating. Follow me as I follow the Lord. But, but I promise you this, God's made us all different. Hey, man, and it's just as right to be you. And he don't want you to be nobody but you. Say amen. There's the Christian that measures on others. That's out, brother. There's a Christian that comparatively measures over others. That's inwardly, spiritually, publicly, personally in your bag, publicly, whether you admit it or not. Sometimes you'll come into a, you'll, to a meeting and you'll look at somebody and they ain't dressed exactly right. And uh, you, you, you'll go to checking some boxes in your mind. Well, I got that right. And that person ain't got it right. Before you get too high, mighty, you remember where God found you at. Somebody say amen. See, Judas had a false weight on what the Savior was worth. I'm glad he's worth a whole lot more than the price of a slave. Say amen. Ananias and Sapphira had a false weight on, on, on how they measured what they called their sacrifice for the betterment of the church. Satan had a false weight on man's soul. <laughs> hey man, I'm glad he realized what God was willing to give was what the universe counted most precious. And the most precious thing ever in the world was the blood of God. And God said, I love you more because I'm willing to spend my blood for you. I say amen. Peter had a false measure of himself. He said, I'll, I'll follow you even unto death. But he found out he wasn't as brave as he thought. Felix had a false measure of time. He thought he had all the time in the world. Hey man, yes sir. Oh, Agrippa had a false measure. Are y'all with me tonight? Hey man, David had a false uh, measurement of sin. He felt like he could hide it, like he could cover it up. Thus, Jesus is our standard weight. We measure off of others, over others, but that's wrong. We have one person to measure to, and that's Jesus. Somebody say amen. I'll get there in a minute, but let me quote some verses to you in Romans chapter 1, or Romans chapter 12, verse number 3. Here's what the book says. For I say, through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you, not to think himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, according as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. See that man? God said, whoa, don't get to thinking I'm superior. Or would y'all say amen? First Corinthians chapter number eight, verse two. If any man think that he knoweth anything, he knoweth nothing yet as he ought to know. That's the false measurement as I'm smart. I don't need nobody. I've met a lot of people like that. I've met a lot of badness like that. I've met a lot of Baptists like that. I know that them two and a half million people that he brought out, I know they was Jews, but they were Baptist Jews. And I know they were because look at the trouble they gave the man of God. Say amen right there. Amen, preacher. Amen, preach on. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 12 says, Wherefore let every man thinketh that he standeth, take heed lest he fall. That's the man that says, I'm strong. He's measuring himself wrongly. Y'all say amen. We're not smart, we're not strong, and we're not spiritual. 
special. Here, more than anybody else, here's what the book says in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And those members of the body which we think to be less honorable, upon these we bestow more abundant honor, and our comely parts have more abundant comeliness. If any man think himself to be a prophet or spiritual, let him acknowledge that the things that I write unto you are the commandments of God. We're not as spiritual as we would like to think. Amen. 2 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 5. Here's the false measurement. Here's what the Bible says. Now that we are sufficient of ourselves to think anything as of ourselves, but our sufficiency is of God. I am not self-sufficient. And Galatians 6, 3, for if a man think himself to be something when he is nothing, he deceiveth himself. I'm glad I am nothing. And the man that don't measure right thinks they something when they really ain't nothing. Amen. See, there's a Christian that measured outwardly. There's a Christian, a Christian that measures inwardly. But then there's the Christian that measures thankfully. He's the one that measures himself to Christ. He's compa he, he, he compassionately and humbly measures himself to the one. Amen. And that's upward. That's not inward. That's not outward. That's upward. Our measurement is to God. He's sitting in his place in heaven. Amen. And he's having compassion on us. He's showing us the perfect plan. He's taking care of us. You say, preacher, what are you saying? Here's what I'm saying, church. I'm trying to wrap it up to an end. Here's what I'm saying. If we're not, if we're not careful, just laying the foundation to Tonight, if we're not careful, we're going to take the measuring stick of some preacher that's added stuff and try to measure up to it. We can't even measure up to what God said, much less to what man says. Or we'll find some shabby so-called Christian, some little slick-talking so-called pastor. Here's, here's my burden. My burden is they'll drop the standard. And so anybody can measure up. Are, are y'all with me? Anybody can measure up to their standard because they ain't got none. Here's what they've done. They've just, they just broke it and throwed it over in the side. Matter of fact, they'll say, don't worry about getting measured over here. Just come like you are. are, are am I right about that or wrong? God has standards on a logging truck. They standards that keep them logs on the truck. If they weren't standards, then they'd fall off. They'd kill somebody behind them. They'd be a dead mama, a dead daddy, a dead youngin. Are y'all listening to them? Some dead pastor because they let the standard down. When the smoke clears and that prodigal son or daughter comes back from the hog pen, they need to see mama and daddy still holding the standard eye, still measuring according to the scripture, till still, amen, somebody help me up in here. Am I right about it? What are these standards? What are the weights that are held up by the man of God that are preserved the standard? If you're going to copy it, it needs to be copied according to the standard instituted by God, held up by the man of God, and preserved at the house of God. That's the Bible. And if you think you need to measure yours off of that standard, am I? And I'm not trying. Li listen to me. God knows my heart. I, I ain't no dictator. I don't do no Facebook prowling. 
I don't do no Facebook spying. I don't even, even want to know what's on it. But I tell you what, what some people put on there, I'd be ashamed to put on there. Preachers too, before I forget it. Weights, measurements are set by God, preserved by God. They're instructed in the word of God. They're to be held up and preserved at the house of God. If the house of God is not maintaining the standards, you see, we should constantly compare ourselves, our life, to the word of God. What are the weights? What are the standards? What are the things that we measure in our personal life, in our public life? What are we to measure? What is the house of God? Paul wrote to Timothy, he said, I'm writing you these books so you'll know how you ought to behave yourself down at the house of God because you are the household of faith. I want to tell you how to live your life. I want you to be able to run your race. I want you to be able to finish your course. I want you to be able to get that crown of righteousness. I want you to be able to run the race. Act like a Christian. Don't act like the Amalekites. Let God set the standard in your life, not the flesh. Is, is that Bible? I don't think I'm adding to the Bible. I'm going to ask Brother Bailey. I asked him, I said, Bro, I want you to tell me what you think. Here's my... Here's my concern. We got newcomers. How many in here has got right with God or got saved in 2022? And brother, and there's a bunch that ain't even in here. And then we got all these children under the age of 18, lift your hand. And they ain't even half of them here. We've got a responsibility as the people of God. It's not just generally down at the church. It's ye. It's not thou. Yes, it's ye, but it's thou. It's individually. It's, it's singular and it's plural. It's not just for the group, not just at the house. It's in the bag. It's, hey, not just at the church, but it's at the individual house. It's in the personal, on my person. I, I'm not going to try to wiggle my way, hey man, and try to measure up one way at the world, one way at the church, at one way at the world, at another way at the church. God help us today. Brother Jared, I, Brother Jimbo Seaton was here. Brother Jared, <laughs> my young preachers can get away with this. Amen. They said, man, if you, if you try to straddle a flinch, you'll split your britches. <laughs> hey, that's right, ain't it, brother? That's right, ain't it? Hey, man, I'm going to tell you, brother, God help us to realize there's a standard in the scripture. Now, that's the groundwork. Here's what I'll do for the next 12 lessons. I hope they'll be, they may not be consecutive. I've got to preach a few times. Uh, Brother Chad Watson's, I'm, I had the privilege to preach in September the 7th. And then I may be preaching somewhere soon. But on Wednesday nights, here's what I want to do. I want to compare how we're living individually, collectively, down at the house as a family, as an individual Christian, to what the word says. I want to I, I confront us with truth. I want to challenge with truth. And then I want to communicate what I expect 
as a pastor. What, what, because what I expect, I just want to do what God says to do. And hey man, I, I don't want to do, do my opinion. I want to do what the Bible says. When I'm back to the corner, somebody says, okay, how, why do you believe what you believe? I'm going to say, I, got, I can show you the Bible in a verse. And, and some things may be personal preferences, but I'm, if I'm going to stand on it and preach it, I'm going to have some verses and some reasons why I declare that truth. Are y'all listening to this preacher? We're to be held up and preserved the house of God for all the people of God have a standard to live by, to conduct themselves by. We're to conduct ourselves commercially, spiritually, physically, literally, in every avenue of our life. They are, we are have preset weights and preset measurements. I feel like at times, I feel like at times that we need to lay against some foundational truths. And, and, and that we teach, a, at times, we would have a disciples class sometimes on Sunday school. Sometimes people wouldn't even show up. I can't help that. It's, it's not the person that says, uh, preacher, I just feel like I ain't getting fed. I said, well, I mean, you ain't been here in two months. It's hard to feed somebody that don't show up to the feeding trough. Somebody, is anybody offended about the feeding trough? I like being in the feeding trough. I believe that's what David said. When he said, you know, my cup runneth over, you say, preacher, my cup's just half full. I tell you what you do, stick your head in it and do like that, yeah, it'll overflow. Somebody say, hey, man, hey, man, hey, man. Hey, don't know, babies get fed at my house. Everybody else feeds yourself. You ought to come with an appetite and an aptitude for the word of God. Preachers shouldn't have to give 40, 11 minutes on an introduction to try to explain, get everybody on the same page because we know the Bible. Say, amen. Here, here, here's my burden. Tithing, baptism, salvation, 12 different lessons. We're going to have worksheets that you want to fill in the blank. You're going to have to look. We're going to go through it. You say, preacher, man, are we in school? Yes, we are. And here's what we're going to do. You say, preacher, I already know all that. Well, praise God. Then let's have a refresher course. Do you know that my chiropractor, I couldn't see him for two weeks. You know why? He was having to have continuing education. I don't understand why Christians think they don't need to be taught the same thing. I like what, I like what Miss Whittemore said. Miss Whittemore told Lamar when he started, when he surrendered to priest. Here's what Miss Whittemore said. Don't ever get up there and say, and I've done it. Don't ever get up there and say, well, this is a familiar text. Because God can use you to, because what you're saying is, it's a familiar text. You've heard a lot of messages, but I got something you ain't never heard. And you're trying to either act like you're smarter than everybody, or you're trying to tune everybody out. You just preach that book. Because in John 3, I mean, she got to preaching. Amen. I've said preach before when she's in up there singing. Amen. I don't believe in women preachers, but if they ever was one. Amen. Hallelujah. Are y'all with me? Bless God. We've, we've allowed ourselves to think we're smart. We're strong. We're sufficient. We, we think I'm spiritual. I've, I, I've got a few victories under my belt. 
When David thought he had a few victories under his belt and didn't have to go fight, that's when he lingered back and wasn't where he was supposed to be. And instead of being in the battle, he was looking over the banister and looking at Bathsheba watch. And I know she had, sure to have better sense than watch naked outside anyway. Somebody ought to say amen right there. But, but, but he wouldn't even have seen it if he'd have been where he's supposed to be. We need to stay in the fight. You don't never arrive that you can't be taught anything. Is everybody all right? We're going to try to take biblical instruction. We're going to try to break them down and have biblical instruction, blocks of demonstration. We're going to try to get some foundational things laid. I had a lady call me the other day. You know what's weird? I don't even know who this lady was. I'm sorry, she emailed me. I told my wife, I read it. I read it. Weird. Sunday, we was, was we not in the prayer room Sunday? And did we not make the statement, something's got to be done? I'm not saying that we got to start a Christian school. I don't know that. I don't even know we could do that. Maybe an after school. Maybe something. I, I don't know. But a lot of our kids are going to public school. And, they're, and it ain't like it was when I was in public school. I mean, if one person said that as a sodomite, by the end of the day, they was black and blue and they was not saying it again. Are y'all listening? You say, well, that ain't right. It's on the radio. Oh, well. Are, are, are y'all with me? I'm saying, it's a mess today. They got litter boxes in the bathroom. That's the world standard. That ain't God's standard. Marriage, there's, I don't want their standard. I want God's standard. I don't want the world standards on morals. I want God's standard. I want to know about Christian separation. I want to know about sanctification. I want to know about being filled with the Holy Ghost. Don't get nervous. I want to know what it means to be sold out and serve God. I want to know what it means. What does it mean to surrender to the mission field? What is it? How can I do my... Are, are y'all with me today? Here's what I'm saying. We're going to have 12 lessons, and we're going to go over some simple truths. And here's what I want you to do. I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you, it's going to be spiral bound. You're going to have your own book. You can, you can fill it in yourself. Belongs to Dwayne, belongs to Keisha, belongs to Lisa, belongs to Jamie. You're going to have your own. Here's what I'm going to challenge you to do. Don't miss them. I know, I know, I know. People say, well, preacher, you know, just to be honest, you know, things might come up. I mean, Brother Bailey, they never say that about the preacher. Well, thank, hey, sorry I couldn't be here Sunday. Things come up. Fish is jumping. Brother Doug said he, he had to call, call Jamie. He's the Uber service. Amen. Well, preacher, you just don't understand. You just you don't understand. I ain't. It could happen tomorrow. Something physically could happen to me. But I've never tried to use me feeling bad to keep me out of church. There's times I didn't feel like walking in this church. I've preached and went downstairs and throwed up. Stay away from everybody. I don't regret it. And I'm not saying, woo, look at me. I'm just saying, I want to be at church. I was the same way when I was, was a member before I ever got called to preach. I love church. It ain't where I, this ain't what I do. It's who I am. I love it. I live on preaching. I like it. I'm riding down the road here and preaching. I got up this morning, heard some preaching. 
I, I don't know who this guy was. Glory to God. Some other twitty. I don't know where he was. I'm going to find him. My God, he was hammering down. Hey, man. I don't even know who he was. I know he's a Baptist preacher. He's a missionary Baptist. I know that. Because he was calling out them bunch of holy rollers flopping around like a fish. I said, Woo! Preach on! I love preaching. I love the Bible. And if we love the Bible, what's going to be taught from the Bible will not offend us. In fact, if you love the Word, nothing shall offend you. That's what the book says. I'm going to tell you what, when my preacher preached, here's what I did. I shut my mouth and said, amen. And these times we would ride home and my wife said, are we against it? And I said, we are now. We changed. I man of God preached it. I didn't have to have 14 proof texts. Hey, man, he preached it, preached it. Yeah, hey, man, preacher. Is everybody with me? Here's, here's, here's what I'm saying. Don't have diverse weights and diverse measures. We're going to give you Biblical lessons. Well, it's just a smidgen. I've got it hidden. It's just a little bit, preacher. I got a, it's just a little small one and a, and a little large. Nobody ain't going to know. It's false. Don't measure outwardly, young people. You're, you're precious. Don't measure it. Don't settle. Don't bring your standard down to get a husband. If you, hey man, preach on preacher. Don't bring your standard down to get a wife. Say amen. There'll be a godly person come around somewhere. Trust God. Don't measure yourself off of other people. We can't do it even as churches. We can't do it as preachers. I'm, if I did, I'd be real depressed right now. I, I, I'm, I've preached Man, I mean, in front of so many mighty men of God, I, I would have, but I realized God's called me to be me. And I ain't supposed to be nobody else but me. I don't try, our church don't have to do it like somebody else's church. I got one church to pastor. That's the only responsibility I have to pastor. I don't try to tell nobody else how to pastor the church. Are y'all with me? We measure ourselves inwardly, outwardly. We measure ourselves upwardly. We measure ourselves on that book right there. The standard is at the house of God. And if I, if I went somewhere where the house of God that was being manipulated on how they measured and how they made it, it ain't no wonder. You don't know what happens, they quit coming to church. You don't know what happened, they start bailing on the worship and they quit offering the sacrifice. If you don't believe me, look what Hophni and Phinehas did down out there. You look at what they did. They turned people's stomach from coming to church. But if the standard's kept and they've got people supporting the man of God, helping hold his hands and the rocks being rested on, then they can be victory in the valley and we don't have to live like Amalek. We can defeat Amalek and be spiritual godly children with standards that are measured and meted out by the holy God of heaven. Somebody say amen. I'm going to ask you to do this. Miss Bethany's going to come and here's what we're going to do. We're going to close the service in prayer. And, and, and I want you to help me pray. Please church, help me pray. These lessons You said, preacher, you don't understand. You don't work. Listen, don't tell me that. For 16 years, I went to school full-time, worked two full-time jobs, worked a part-time job. 
Hey, man, I got up at 4 o'clock. I, I slept about three to four hours a day. Don't tell me I don't understand. And I never missed the house of God. Are y'all with me today? I'm, I'm just saying. I'm not trying to. You know, if you was in Bible college right now, they'd be saying, man, don't use yourself as an example. Well, that's the only example I got. And, I, and I'm just telling you this. I'm not asking you to do anything I wouldn't do. You say, preacher, I'm out preaching. Hey, I understand you ain't going to be here. But if you miss because you've got an ingrown toenail, don't get mad because I don't check on it. I've got a responsibility. There's 60 to 100 people coming in here, uh, whether it be Sunday night or Wednesday night, or, and there may be 120 people, maybe 100 people come in on Sunday morning, and I, I've got a responsibility. My number one responsibility is to make sure God's people is fed. And on Wednesday nights, if you'll come, I'm, I'm going to do my dead level best to mind the Lord and give you line upon line on every single thing why we believe what we believe. Ralph Sexton Sr., great man of God, I'll say this in closing. I want everybody to come pray, if you will. Let's just stand. I'll give you, say this one thing, and then I'll open it up. And I need you to help me pray that God would help us to have not false weights and measures, but true weights and measures.